the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. The title of the message today is The Amazing Grace of God. The Amazing Grace of God. We're all familiar with the following statements. There's no such thing as a free lunch. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. We make our money the old-fashioned way. We earn it. God helps those who help themselves. The American work ethic says, you get what you pay for, you get what you deserve. That makes it very hard for us to relate to the whole concept of grace because it's so different from what uh, we believe as a country and what we have acted on uh, over the years. It's difficult for us to relate to the fact that God is a gracious God. In Psalm 86 and verse 15, we read, But you, O Lord, are a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Grace is God giving us what we don't deserve. The Bible says it's God's nature to bless undeserving people. He loves to do it. Isaiah 30 and verse 18 says, the, or 15, the Lord longs to be gracious to you. It is his pleasure. He loves to be gracious. His grace is unconditional, unlimited, unending, says the scriptures. And today I want us to look at three ways that God's grace makes a difference in my life and yours. First, God's saving grace removes our guilt. God's saving grace removes our guilt. Since nobody is perfect, we all have guilt. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody does something wrong. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have guilt feelings. Ephesians chapter 1, 7 and 8 says, By the death of Christ, 
they are set free. That is, our sins are forgiven. How great is the grace of God which he gave to us in such large measure. This is the most basic truth of Christianity. Jesus Christ has already paid for our sins. All we have to do is to accept the fact that he died on the cross for our sins. There's no reason then for us to go around with a load of guilt if we have already trusted in Jesus Christ. Notice Paul says, we are free. Free from what? Free from condemnation, free from guilt, free from worry. Even if there was no heaven, it would be worth it to become a Christian just to have a clear conscience. There is no reason to live in regret, no reason to live in guilt. And that's such good news. God's saving grace removes our guilt. Ephesians chapter 2, 8 and 9 says, For it is by God's grace that you have been saved through faith. It is not your own doing, but God's gift. There is nothing to boast of since it is not the result of your own efforts. The point is that salvation is based on God's mercy, not on our merit. Salvation is based on God's promise, not on our performance. He says you don't earn it. And it's almost um, comical uh, the way some people try to earn their, their salvation. But you cannot earn salvation because it is indeed a free gift. The fact is that we all fall short of the standard that God has set for us. And that's the most basic thing in the Christian life. But God's saving grace removes our guilt. If you could save yourself, then the cross of Christ would be a waste. There would be no reason for Jesus Christ to die. And the most important decision any of us can, here can make is to receive God's saving grace. If you haven't done it, then you need to do it today. But it doesn't stop at that point, because secondly, God's strengthening grace reshapes our life. God's strengthening grace reshapes our life. It helps us to become the person we really want to be and that God wants us to be. It molds us and and reshapes us. God remakes our life. God loves us just the way we are, but he loves us too much to let us stay the way we are. The Bible says in Jeremiah that God is the potter and we are the clay. You see, he is making and molding us and shaping our lives the way they should be. Some of us say by word and action, God, I'll take care of myself. I can shape my life into what I want it to be. But big mistake, as Hebrews 13 and 9, verse 9 says, Your spiritual strength comes as a gift from God, not from ceremonial rules. The biggest 
problem in Christianity is people start with relationship and revert to rules. They start with just being in love with, with, with Jesus and then fall back into religious uh, rituals and, and regulations. So a brand new Christian sometimes is very excited and, and happy and rejoicing in the Lord. Then all of a sudden he or she makes the fatal mistake of beginning uh, to watch other Christians, how they dress, how they act, how they speak. And the fun and excitement of being in love with Jesus is replaced by rules and regulations. You can't do this and you can't do that. And so Christianity becomes a religion of don'ts. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6 says, Just so... So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him. So the way you became a Christian is the way you continue as a Christian. How do you become a Christian? By promising to do good? By promising to be perfect? No. So how do you live as a Christian? By promising to do good or to be perfect? No. It is simply by receiving God's grace and letting it come into your life uh, to give you direction and guidance. The Bible says, grow in grace. And the more you trust God, the more you let him work through you, the faster you are going to grow in your faith. God's saving grace removes our guilt. And God's strengthening grace reshapes our life. But thirdly, God's sustaining grace relieves our hurts. God's sustaining grace relieves our hurts. It relieves our hurts and helps us to keep going when we want to give up. The Apostle Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians that he had a problem that was very painful. And three times he prayed that God would remove it. Instead, God said to him, uh, as recorded in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9, My grace is all you need, for my power is strongest when you are weak. God says, I'm going to give you grace. Grace is what you need to keep on keeping on. If Paul prayed and didn't get uh, the answer he wanted, should I pray about the problems I'm having? Of course, because the Bible tells us to pray about our problems. Now, in Hebrews uh, chapter uh, 4 and verse, and verse 16, we, we read, Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. See, when you have a problem a crisis, stress and tension in your life, and you pray for God's strength, one of two things is going to happen. One, God may remove the problem. And two, he may leave the problem in your life and give you sustaining grace to handle it so that you can learn something as you go through the problem. We would never learn anything if all our problems were instantly removed 
by God. We learn much more through pain than we do through pleasure. Sometimes God has to leave the problem in our lives, but whenever he does, he gives us the grace to see through. God removes our guilt by his saving grace. He reshapes our life by his strengthening grace, but he relieves our hurts and helps us with our problems with his sustaining grace. So when you get that down, nothing can devastate your life. No problem, no crisis, no hurt, no harm, no stress can devastate your life because you realize that God's grace is sufficient for whatever situation you find yourself in. I can handle it, not on my own, but with God's grace. So what happens if I don't depend on God's grace? What happens if I I just rely on myself and try to work out uh, the problem myself? I believe that Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 15 is very instructive at this point. Where the writer says, Be careful that none of you fails to respond to the grace of God. For if you do, there can spring up in you a bitter spirit which can poison the lives of many others. So when you try to handle a hurt on your own, you are going to get bitter. Resentment is a result of trying to handle your problems in your own power. You become cynical, critical, bitter, angry, and have a pity party. You're not relying on the grace of God. As a pastor, I've I meet hurting people all the time. You can take two people, put them in the same exact situation, and one of them is devastated by the situation and become bitter and resentful. The other has a sweet, sweet spirit. How is this possible? It is possible because one of them is relying on the sustaining grace of God. Some of you have been hurt very deeply, Uh, in the past. You still remember it and it hurts. Just the very thought of that memory can trigger anger or tears. Some of you ladies were hurt by a father or a brother or a husband. Some of you men have been hurt at work or in the home. So when you think about that hurt, it still brings a tear to your eye. So how do you get rid of a hurtful memory like that? There's only one way. The only antidote to a painful memory is the grace of God. You receive God's grace into your life and then you offer it to that offending person and let them go. You don't hold on to hurt. The person in your past that hurt you can no longer hurt you unless you let them. So let them go. Receive God's grace in your life and then be gracious and offer forgiveness to that person and let them go for your own sake. It's the only antidote. Grace can pull you through tough times. Some of you say, that sounds like a good deal. I love to have God's saving grace. To walk out of here with a clear conscience and to start my life over again. 
Others of you need God's strengthening grace. There are things in your life you'd like to change, weaknesses, habits that you don't have the power to, to change. You need God's strengthening grace. Some of you are saying, I've been holding on to a hurt. I have pain in my life, physical, emotional, relational pain. How do I get God's strengthening grace in my life? There's only one thing that you need to do to get God's strengthening grace in your life. And the key to receiving God's grace can be found in James chapter 4 and verse 6, where James says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. The key to receiving God's grace in my life is to admit that I need it. That's it. I admit that I need God in my life. Pride prevents God's grace. As long as I'm self-dependent, as long as I think that I can handle my life the way I want, then I can't receive God's grace. As long as you have that kind of attitude, you don't have uh, your life under control, and that's why you still have the problem. You need God's grace to see you through, to make changes, to receive forgiveness. All of you have, all you have to do is admit, I'm not making it on my own. God, I need you. Some of you parents have rebellious children, and it's, and it's um, really um, killing you. Maybe they are on drugs. Maybe they have been in jail. Maybe they're um, pregnant or in a terrible relationship. And you're saying, I don't want anybody to know what's going on in our family. And that's why you are hurting inside so much. Until you can say, I'm a normal parent like everybody else. We have problems in our family. And share that with a friend and talk to God about it. You will not find healing uh, for your hurt. The more open I am about my faults and failures and fears, the more God pours his grace into my life, which gives me the power to make the changes I need to make. Once you have received grace, what do you do? God says he wants you to be gracious to other people. Graciousness is in short supply in our society. A lot of the people that you meet are flat out rude. And it is something that you see on television, even from politicians um, running for office. They don't seem to have the grace to to deal with one another in a respectful way. So the question that you need to ask yourself is, are you a, a, a gracious person? Are you a gracious person? The other thing God wants you to do is to share his grace with other people. It's the best news in the world. Let them know that they don't have to live under a cloud of resentment and regret. They can be forgiven. The people that live next door to you need to hear about God's amazing grace. Share it with them when you get an opportunity. What a gracious God we have. Second Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8 says, 
God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Grace is the answer to all of our needs. The more generous you are with others, the more you feel God's grace in your life. The question I want to close with today is, which of these three kinds of grace do you need most in your life today? Some of you need God's saving grace. You need to have your guilt guilt removed. Wouldn't you like everything you've ever done wrong to be completely forgiven and forgotten by God, it's available. You don't have to go any further. Some of you need God's strengthening grace, which reshapes your life. You're a Christian, but you have gotten off the right track. You're just not as close to God as you used to be because something has entered your life which causes you uh, to be alienated from God. You've fallen away and you know that everything isn't all right. As a result, you're frustrated, defeated, and under stress. You think it's so hard to get back to the place you used to be with God, but it's not hard at all. Just say, here am I, God. I want to be in love with you again. Some of you need God's sustaining grace to relieve your hurts. Maybe you've given a plan or given up uh, on a relationship, a job, a dream, whatever. Maybe you have physical pain, emotional pain, pain in a relationship. But God wants to say to you that his grace will sustain you and help you to do the things that are right. Let him have your pain. He will give you the grace to forgive whoever has hurt you. God's grace is available to you right here and right now. And that's why he brought you to church today in spite of the the weather. But never forget that none of us deserve God's goodness. None of us deserve God's forgiveness. None of us deserves God's healing touch. None of us deserves God's many blessings. None of us deserves God's unlimited love, God's daily provision, God's marvelous mercy. But because of God's amazing grace, we can receive all of this and more. It is the grace of God that lifts us up when we are down. It is the grace of God that gives us comfort when we, are, when we sorrow. It is the grace of God that, that um, keeps us safe when we are in danger. It's the grace of God that sees us through the long, dark nights. It's the grace of God that strengthens us when we are weak, that, gi- that gives us hope when we are discouraged, that supplies us with answers to our prayers and forgives our sin when we repent. Without God's amazing grace, our burdens would be too heavy to bear, our sorrows would be too great to survive, our hearts would be too broken to heal. And our fears would be too fierce to overcome. God declared that his grace would always be sufficient. Regardless of what you may be facing, his grace is sufficient. 
Regardless of what you may be dealing with, his grace is sufficient. Regardless of how strong the enemy may be, the grace of our Lord is sufficient. Regardless of what disappointment you may encounter, God's grace is sufficient. Regardless of the demands that may be upon you, God's grace is sufficient. Regardless of the shortcomings you may have, regardless of your physical disabilities, or regardless of what your past may have been, God's grace is available at all times. There are no long waiting lines and nobody is turned away. All one has to do is to ask. No references are needed and no resume is required. There are no established hours. You are as welcome in the presence of God at midnight as at midday. God is never too busy to hear your request or to satisfy your needs. Whatever your circumstances may be, God's grace can transform them. It can transform failures into success, enemies into friends, sorrows into joy, duties into delight, and miseries into miracles. One of our hymn writers put it this way, Amazing grace shall always be my song of praise, for it was grace that bought my liberty. I do not know why, just why Christ came to love me so. He looked beyond my fault and saw my need. And then another hymn writer says, we don't have it in this particular hymn book, Wonderful the matchless grace of Jesus, deeper than the mighty rolling sea, higher than the mountain, sparkling like a fountain, all sufficient grace for even me. Broader than the scope of my transgressions, greater far than all my sin and shame. Oh, magnify the precious name of Jesus. Praise his name. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 8 a.m. and at 1045 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.